Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. It's that time of year. Holiday shopping is upon us. Supply chain issues, shipping delays, higher prices. Well, those are not a few of my favorite things. Later, do you know that women are generally more successful investors than men? Guys, something we got to learn. So, this Christmas is going to try people's patience a little bit. It's going to require flexibility on your part. I need for you to really think about things differently than you have in the past. I mean, here we are in the second week of November, and I want you just about done with your Christmas shopping. Really, really important that you get it done. The sales cycles are so different this year. In fact, some of the big sales started a week ago. And generally, we're in a three-sale cycle during November. December is going to be really expensive this year. So I want you to remember that this week will be another week of a variety of sales, and the big boxes are doing their sales in blocks, typically three- to four-day blocks with different sales periods last week, this week. Um, The next really big one is Black Friday week, but there will be scattered deals next week as well. This started in a big way last year, also pandemic-related, is the retailers were trying to spread out the shopping. And remember how the common refrain was, it's terrible that retailers are open on Thanksgiving. Those employees need to be with their families. Well, the retailers listened to you not because they were worried about their employees, but because they realized it was a really inefficient way to sell, having those huge doorbuster kind of events all compressed on Thanksgiving evening and on Friday after Black Friday. And things started spreading out several years ago, but there was a total change in pattern that took charge last year and even more intense this year. And so I want you to follow the calendar and do your purchasing over these next few weeks. And I don't want the clock to turn to December when you're saying, hmm, when am I going to get people for Christmas? Uh Uh-uh, not this year. And at Clark Deals, We've got information up to the minute on each of the major retailers' sales cycles and what deals they have each sales cycle. So you can plan from your naughty and nice list who's getting what, figure out where you can get the cheapest deal on it. And if you are planning on ordering online, 
and having things sent to the recipient, I want you really to do that soon. This has been a very tough year, really two years, for the delivery services. And their deadlines are all slipping. It doesn't matter whether you're ordering from Amazon or delivery through FedEx, UPS, the Postal Service. They're all having trouble meeting their delivery deadlines, and that will only intensify over the next few weeks. I'm a huge believer in click and collect, which is what they call it in retail, where you order gifts online, possibly, then you know you got it, you know the price you're going to pay, but you pick it up at the store, either the curbside pickup or inside at the pickup area. Then you don't have to worry about the shipping delays or any of that. And in many cases, you're able to get the merchandise quicker. I find that with electronics, absolutely, positively, the only way I buy, the only way I buy is where I buy it online knowing that it's in stock at this store or that store instead of driving somewhere, getting there, and that store sold out of it. With the online, you're able to dramatically improve your inventory opportunity. And so that way, I know I'm going to be able to get it and go and pick it up. And a lot of retailers are fighting over how long it takes Uh, There's a smaller chain called Micro Center that says after you order, you can pick it up 18 minutes later. I have literally been in a Micro Center, have not been able to find the item I'm looking for, go on my phone, bought it on my phone for 18-minute pickup, (laughs) and just gone and stood there and waited to see the item come up the front. never seems to take 18 minutes. Because I can't, I mean, all that inventory, I can't find it a lot of times. With Target, Target has a great system that seems to work pretty well, where if you're looking for a sale item, whatever it is, clothing, whatever, and maybe it's not available at the Target you might normally go to. Well, I live right in a congested urban area, and... I've got a Target I can walk to in about 10 minutes. I have two Targets I can drive to in less than 10 minutes, two others. And so if there's something on sale, what I'll do instead of frustrating myself by going to the store and, gosh, they don't have it, I go on the app and I can see if I put in my, it's like your favorite store. They don't have it. It will then show you where it's available if it is available. And I click it, purchase it, and pick it up. And Target is not 18 minutes. It's supposed to be two hours, but often it'll be four to six hours. But you then go and pick it up, and you know they have it, and you get it. And so you just learn the idiosyncrasies of each retailer, you learn how their systems work. But I'm telling you, getting that stuff in your hot little hands instead of ordering and hoping it's going to show up, 
I'm not really liking that so much this Christmas season. I think this is the last year that we will have where free shipping really is to you and me as an end user free. I think we're really going to start seeing people follow what Costco has done, where Costco has price discrimination, where with most items you order from Costco.com, you're paying a higher price than you are if you go to the warehouse. And the reason for that is it costs more money for them to do the online purchase and delivery than it is to pick up in the store. And I think the marketplace needs to recognize that if I'm doing some of the work, I get a better deal. Krista? Speaking of that Costco thing, I want to ask you about one thing with that. So wouldn't it also make sense that it would be less expensive online because because if you go in the store, you're going to end up buying a lot more stuff? So you're saying that it's better to order from Costco.com so you don't do the impulse buy. But maybe, or maybe their thought is, I'll get you in the store and you can save money and spend more. I don't know. Well, the, key, the key to avoiding that is what is it I don't use? What implement they A have? shopping cart. That's right. Uh, what they call in some parts of the country the buggy. <laughs> I do not get a cart or a buggy, whatever you prefer to call it, when I go into a Costco so that I don't impulse buy because I can only buy whatever I can carry in my hands. The exception is if I'm buying something heavy that I know I'm going to buy. But what I do, this is terrible, what I do. What? I walk around the store first, look at all the impulse items, and I might end up with some things in my hands. But I don't start with the cart. If there's stuff that I decide I'm going to get in addition to whatever heavy I know I've gone to buy, I go and I put the things down over in the TVs and whatever stuff I've accumulated. Then I go get the cart, come in, put it in, then go get the stuff. Because everything I want to do is avoid with those oversized shopping carts they have at Sam's and Costco, buying stuff on impulse that I really don't need. I don't need to spend the money. I don't need to buy. All right. Well, this first question is from Lane in Georgia. I'm considering purchasing a used airplane and was wondering if prices may drop in the future. It would be used as a personal aircraft for pleasure and possible resale sometime in the future. Lane, the the private airplane market for, I assume you're talking single engine prop plane, the uh, propeller plane, the costs have gone up a whole lot in the last two years. Uh, there is a uh, net shortage of pleasure craft available. And so the price points for private aircraft have gone way up. Uh, The used market has tagged right along with the new market. And there is a certain seasonality to it. Uh, You live in Georgia, uh, colder weather tends to have a downward cycle on prices through the winter in markets that have um, cold winters, but the general trend has not been your friend on airplane prices. And an alternative you might consider is buying a quarter of an airplane. It's very, very common with the Cessna market and other private planes that a group of pilots will share ownership, uh, the cost of the hangar, and maintenance expenses and repair on a plane 
because nobody's going to fly it all the time. There's enough time for four owners to all get enough flying time out of it, and that would be a way of lowering the price. And Danny in Connecticut says, I'm a first-time home buyer with a credit score of 834 looking to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm looking to purchase a $375,000 home. I can put down up to 20%. What interest rate should I look for, and does it make sense to put 20% down? I'm a big fan of 20% down because, Danny, you put in that $75,000. You're not going to have to buy private mortgage insurance. Your carry on that mortgage every month will be significantly lower. You'll have instant equity in the home. provides you protection if the market does soften at some point in the next few years, whenever the next recession comes along, that you will not go upside down in that home. You, you'll be What happened in 07 to 12 is a rare anomaly. Don't worry, that's not happening now. But there's a true advantage to doing the 20% down. As for the interest rates, interest rates have moved up some of late. They're still very favorable. The best rates on mortgages come from two places. They come from credit unions that you'll find local to you in the Charlotte area. I know Charlotte is a big bank headquarters, but all the good loan rates on mortgages are from the credit unions in the area or from mortgage brokers in the area. And uh, I hope that you find a really nice home and life in Charlotte and your 375 will buy you much more home in the Charlotte metro area than it buys in most of Connecticut. This is from Michelle in Oregon. In 2017, I remember you talking about the Tesla solar roofs that were coming and excitedly signed up on the waiting list and gave them a $1,000 refundable deposit. My old roof finally gave out this year and sadly I never qualified for the Tesla solar roof. I'm trying to get my $1,000 returned, but I'm really having a tough time. I checked the proper boxes in my Tesla online account, and I've sent an email, but nothing seems to happen. Is there a way to be a squeaky wheel and get my money back? Would it help to send a certified letter demanding my refund? I've read Tesla online forums, and I definitely don't seem to be the only one with this issue. I still love my Tesla Model S, though. Uh, Michelle, this has been a real um, problem at Tesla with the solar. They have not executed well in solar. And this complaint you've had, you're not the only one we've heard from who can't seem to get back your $1,000 refundable deposit for Tesla not getting their act together on the solar roofs. And I'm really sorry I'm the one that got you into this mess in the first place And I feel really badly for you and other people who put down deposits on Tesla solar roofs after I talked about it. So the only thing that seems to move the needle at all at Tesla is social media. That if you start uh, tweeting at Elon Musk, uh, you start posting about the problem with Tesla. I mean, even the Tesla fanboys and girls who are on all these Tesla boards and hate it when anybody says anything negative about Tesla, they all know that this has been a real weak spot at Tesla with customer no service and getting money back. Certified letter demanding a refund 
Tesla, they, I don't think that would do anything at all. I think the only thing that does help is the online presence and online pressure. And please let me know if that in any way helps you shake your money loose. And straight ahead, I want to tell you, story really caught my eye about women and investing. And I'm going to tell you why it's important to you. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Women go to college to get more knowledge. Men go to Jupiter to get more stupider. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that from like forever ago. So this has nothing to do with college. It has to do with life. That women who invest tend to do better than men that invest. Fidelity has a back-tested 10-year study that shows that women earn superior returns a meaningful amount per year more than men. Now, what's fascinating about this to me is that women historically have been savers, not investors. you got to play to win. So uh, I've long encouraged women to invest their money for the long-term future instead of put it in savings accounts or CDs or something like that because you got to build up assets and over the years, the risk in the long-term is much greater worrying about the short-term of losing money in the market. you got to be in for the long-term because you're putting money aside for your retirement or long-term goals periods that are 10 years or longer, and that money needs to be invested. So when women do invest instead of save, they do better than guys on average. Not every woman does better, but they generally do. What's the difference? Women tend to buy diversified stuff, and they're not active traders. Men, on the other hand, are very, very, very aggressively in this, out of that, buy this, buy that, individual stocks, all that. New York Times reported that Vanguard saw the same exact thing, that men trade much more often than women do. So... If you look at the average investor's return, 
in like 401ks or anything like that, their returns trail badly. And in investment accounts, I bet it's even worse, trail badly behind just a simple index fund. Because the impulse to buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell reduces returns so much. How much? How much, you ask? Well, you end up with a return far, far less than you would if you were just merely average. And you tell a lot of guys, and this is a gender thing, you tell a lot of guys, hey, wouldn't you like to just be average? No. They want to be the greatest. And that's why they get into this whole mania of trading. So, do you know, and I shared this before, that typically a guy earns six and a half points less in return per year than the market average. So, being average is actually awesome. I'm thrilled to be average because it means I'm riding with the returns of the market. I want commission-free. I want ultra-low cost. That's what I'm about. And I'm a guy. (laughs) And so you don't have to be a woman to do that. I'm slow and steady. I am a tortoise. I put my money in every pay period, every month. I just pop that money in, well diversified, and let it grow. I avoid the noise of the market. And if at least you could do what Chuck Schwab has advocated for more than a generation, what he coined, core and explore that at least the lion's share of what you do is in simple, low-cost, commission-free funds, index funds, ETFs, or ultra-low-cost mutual funds that are commission-free, that own tons of stocks. And then if you on the side want to have your play money to rapid-fire trade and buy this hot stock or that one or whatever, do that. But at least do the core. Let's get to some questions. This one is from Michael in Ohio. My wife's mother passed away last year, and my father-in-law asked me to look at his car insurance payment. I noticed it had a car listed that they have not owned in eight years. My wife's mother took care of all their bills, and because of their age, I don't know if the insurance company was taking advantage of them or if this was an oversight of my mother-in-law. I told my father-in-law to change the policy as soon as possible, but would he be able to get a refund or even a credit on eight years of payments made on a car he no longer owns? So that depends, and uh, auto insurance is regulated by the states. And I would like for you or your wife to call uh, i don't know if they if your father-in-law is in ohio or in another state but to call the state insurance department 
in your state and find out uh, in Ohio it's just the Department of Insurance and you can call in as a consumer you can uh, ask questions you can file right on the main page file an insurance complaint and ask the question but the very first thing would be for you to or your your wife to call the insurer and talk to them because some states have laws on elder abuse and financial issues and the insurance company may owe a refund knowing depending on how insurance is done in the state of Ohio if that is in fact the state they're in there may be a procedure where insurers know if a vehicle is insured elsewhere, if the ownership of the vehicle has changed. And it's so important that with everything your father-in-law is going through, you don't ask him to try to solve this, but either you or your wife try to be an advocate for your father-in-law and get at least, a, hopefully, a partial refund for all those years of paying insurance on a vehicle that was phantom to the family. This is from Rex in Nevada. What are your thoughts on infinite banking, using whole-term life insurance to take out a loan and buy a car with it? So it's not whole, it is actually, so this is a, um, a really crazy kind of thing. But the idea historically has been not insurance. It's been where you have a large equity line. There are also pitches that involve having a cash value whole life policy that you buy that you borrow against it. I have found these plans to be uh, not favorable at all to a consumer You're talking about floating interest rates in the case of if you do it as a home equity line kind of method or with insurance that you were paying a um, significant amount of interest for borrowing from the policy. The pitch is that these, uh, these plans allow you to, in one hand, be mortgage debt-free really quickly. And the other, the idea is that you're able to use life insurance as a tax-free way to draw on money instead of having to use taxable means to pay bills and pay expenses. I have never really liked any of these plans that involve life insurance as a way supposedly to borrow money tax-free or tax-advantaged. I've not liked the versions that have been pitched to me that involve using a home equity line. There are also pitches that use a combination of the two of them, and I don't recommend either of these in either case. This is from Lorraine in Georgia. What are the chances of cyber pandemic happening with the power grid going down? How much cash should we have on hand if and when this happens? So... Let me first preface this, Lurie, that I am not a survivalist, but I am practical in this area, and that's why we have a supply of non-perishable food. We know that if something happened with 
cyber attack on the water supply. We know fill our tubs. We have a, a decent supply of water we keep in reserve. And I know there are people who think this is all crazy, that, that it puts me in the nut job category that we do that. I also have a supply of cash. In my case, it's $400 because it's my belief that if the, uh, it'll usually be a state actor, it'll be something connected to the Russians, the Chinese, the North Koreans, who knows who, um, because the sophistication that's required for the attacks that would take place against the power grid, the banking system, something like that. But the effects would be mightily disruptive but relatively short in duration. And that's why I don't think you need a great deal of cash or a huge amount of food and water, but a decent amount. And the way I would think about uh, being prepared is think of it like if there was a major storm that came through that knocks out power for a week or two, which can happen. Uh, occasionally you'll go further than that just ask people who live in Louisiana but for most circumstances that could occur two weeks supply of food and water and having enough cash that would provide you with food and water for a couple of weeks I think is sufficient and again I'm not expressing gloom and doom I just think it's a practical concern to be prepared. You know, today I talked a lot about holiday shopping, talked about shipping of gifts, and I want you to know that our Clark Deals team is working around the clock to find the very best deals available for you day by day. And you can check out the deals at ClarkDeals.com. If you want to not miss anything through the Christmas shopping season, Sign up for our free newsletter so you never miss out on any bargain during the holiday season.